I can feel that like way back here. I'm like, oh, I need to ask a question or I need to ask for support. And I can feel the anger that's there. So I actually won't ask the question until I've settled back down in my system. I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask the question, but it's going to be from alignment. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. So before we jump in, it's time to honor another one of our loyal listeners. Today's review comes from Miss Mommy B. This podcast puts out such helpful and applicable content. The conversations are filled with so much knowledge and experience. It feels like I'm getting free coaching by some of the sharing that goes back and forth. Over the years, I've skewed away from the rah-rah motivation that gets you hyped temporarily and doesn't create lasting results. This is it. This is everything. This kind of stuff is what created real and lasting results for me. Miss Mommy B, uh, feel free to reach out. We'll get you a special gift. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, Guy and I personally have been done away with the rah-rah, Tony Robbins-style motivation um, in lieu of more deeper, more grounded inner work. So... Excited that you noticed that. And as always, if you'd like to receive a free gift, please head to iTunes and leave us a, an honest review. And uh, when we read it, pay attention, reach out to me at Elon at SatoriPrime.com and we will get you your free gift. All right, now on to the show. Welcome, everybody. So we wanted to invite you guys out here today. And Guy and I were just chatting and I thought, you know, it's, it's always really interesting like when you have a birthday Um, I know that guy and I kind of go through like our own little process of just introspection, looking back, looking forward, things like that. There's just always some good energy. So, uh, I thought it'd be cool if I kind of, I mean, it'll be more of a conversation, but kind of interviewed guy and just downloaded some of his life lessons and what were some of the biggest wins and growth opportunities that he experienced and what he's kind of carrying into the next year. Cause I have a feeling that that will obviously, help many of you that, that listen and, and follow us as well. So, um, as always, first of all, happy birthday. Isn't Thank it, you. Isn't it kind of crazy, like, to, to say the numbers that we're at right now? Uh, I have to say this is the year where it felt the least realistic that, that like, another year had passed. Yeah. Uh, like, some birthdays have, like, a really thick feeling to them or an appreciative feel to it. Like, this, this one actually didn't have a lot of feel to it, even though I did things. I would love to uh, tell you guys I was super spiritual and I spent the whole day with my gratitude journal 
cuddling my my spiritual bunny spirit animal and you know <laughs> surrounded by sound bowls and crystals yeah but it wasn't like that at all i went to mexico and i drank a bunch of wine with a bunch of good friends <laughs> that really, <laughs> that's a great that was, my, that was my spiritual practice i feel like i i do plenty of good practice throughout the year this was much more about like just connecting and um personally getting getting away it's so funny like it drives me a little bit bananas like driving into mexico from san diego is there's zero protection <laughs> like mexico doesn't care it's like just come on in whatever the door's open like let's have a good time coming back is a different story but um it's wild you cross the border and like 10 feet behind you is a first world country and 10 feet in front of you is a third world country and you can see the first world country from the third world country which is super ironic um but like Mexico, um, to a lesser degree than South America, has an indigenous feel to me, no matter where I go. Totally. And old family values, all about community. Everyone always thinks it's so scary to travel anywhere, especially if you're an American. Everywhere is scary to travel. But like Mexico doesn't have a scary feel at all. And then there's this really beautiful uh, location about an hour and a half south of the border. First of all, the whole drive down is absolutely incredible. But they just like this valley. It's called Valle de Guadalupe that has become... Uh, like Mexican Mexico's Napa Valley, basically in this area. So it's uh, absolutely stunning. Um, it is a little bit sad because you see all this like incredible wealth, like Napa style wineries, you know, like big wineries. And then um, you could tell the locals like nothing is trickling down to them. So it's created like this big gap of you know the haves and have-nots, like so many other places. Um, regardless of like the food and wine scene is amazing. And for anybody who's ever been scared to travel to Mexico, I've probably traveled to Mexico more than anywhere else on planet earth. And I, there has never been a time that I have been to Mexico and all the different locations that I've been. And there's so many other places I want to go, um, that I have not absolutely been taken by the culture, the people, the food, the experience, the energy, and like my, my absolute love for that country. So I want to do a little promo for Mexico because they deserve yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you don't want us to build that wall. Yeah, just go to satoriprime.com backslash Mexico and uh, join our affiliate program. <laughs> immediately. So, so I want to just ask you, obviously this year, I mean, I, I feel like for both of us, the, the style of exponential growth that we've been having uh, has been huge, but this particular last year around the sun were some monumental, you know, external life events for you as well. Uh, get married, having a kid. So there's like a lot of stuff that happened, but <laughs> I'm curious uh, from your point of view, what were some of the, the biggest highlights for you this past year? Oh my goodness. Well, since I did like all life events condensed into about a 90 day period, um, <laughs> It's funny, like I started reflecting this past weekend and it hadn't really hit me that I had like no prep time for anything that we did. Like we got pregnant very unexpectedly. Um, I would never call it a mistake, just unexpectedly. Um, and that kind of like pushed up our, our timeline for like getting married and engaged and doing all those things. So where most people have like these like long runways, I didn't. Uh, part of me is like, of course, that's what would happen for me because that's just kind of how my life goes. Um, I'm fly by the seat of my pants, very intuitive and kind of just take things as they come. Um, so there's a part of me that's like, oh, yeah, you didn't really have time to think about anything. And I was like, oh, good. I didn't have time to think about anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I don't know which is bigger, you know, meeting meeting your life partner and 
and saying I do uh, or, or having a, um, your first child. I think they're both pretty massive. I've just had them yeah, huge. happen at the same time. I'll tell you what was probably one of the most unexpected things. It wasn't her getting pregnant or anything else like that. Because uh, because all this happened, we had a baby. So again, it pushed up our timeline for just um, like legal marriage. Like we kind of felt like spiritually married. We had uh, exchanged our vows and, and the ceremony that we created. We we're still on a, gonna create like a, a wedding ceremony for our friends and family, which we haven't done. Um, one of the highlights of the year. This is gonna be sound so ridiculous, but we went to go get legally married at a place that looks like the DMV, and when you're doing the paperwork there, like I really thought nothing of it. You know, I kind of showed up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this like really formal thing with my wife so that the state thinks that we're married so we can get some tax advantages. Like that was pretty much, pretty much thinking and like declare that we're a family, you know, uh, in the eyes of the law. And when we sign the paperwork, we're sitting there with this woman and she gets up and she's like, okay, I'm going to go get the person that like gets you married. Right. You know, and they'll be coming out of that door over there. It's like 40 feet away or something like that. So she goes to the back and then a few minutes later, this door is, this door opens and it's the same woman that just did the paperwork, but now she's dressed in like the robe, ah. you know, like a, like a, a robe that like a, a judge would wear something like that. That's funny. She's like, yeah. And she's, she's like, guys, come on in with like a big smile. And I'm like, she does know that we know that she's the same. Person. <laughs> like, so that was just that part. But so that was just funny. Just going in there was like kind of funny. I'm like looking at Mandy. She's looking at me. We're like, it is the same <laughs> we're just with, right? Um, but then we stood there and, and uh, I mean, Jaden had to have been not even a, about a month old, like exactly a month old, I think. And he's, you know, Mandy's got him in like the the indigenous tribe swath over here. We're, we're both dressed up pretty nice. And we exchanged our vows, and I, I just didn't expect saying I do, even in that situation, would make me feel as much as I did for my for my wife, for the sanctity of marriage, like all of that was probably one of the most surprising things that happened that entire year. Mm-hmm. Like we left there just like a blubbering mess, and it really uh, changed something in the dynamic. Like I don't I don't know how you would put that into words, but anybody who's been married knows that like energetically, dynamically, it changes something. Um, so you would think that like you know having a baby, obviously mega, having a wife, mega. But for some reason, that particular event was like what caught me off guard a bit and was really beautiful. That's Uh, awesome. Kind of a funny thing to remember from last year. Yeah. I I just think for me, you know, like having watched you uh, be in other relationships and finding Mandy was like, I always knew you're going to find the one. Um, if you're going to stay in it long enough kind of thing, like <laughs> I'm I the just, game. No, I, I just had like some, some inklings at some point that you were just going to be like, you're the one enough. And then just kind of like roll with it instead of just like waiting. Uh, but I think you had enough examples of, of what it gets to look like. The thing, honestly, that was the most surprising for me watching you this year was being a dad. Hmm. Um, Cause I remember distinctly like conversation of like, why would you bring a kid into this world? And like being a parent is this and that. And like, yeah, it was just really beautiful. And like watching you evolve as a father and a husband um, has been amazing. So I'm curious, like what was your experience through that? So two things on the front one, like uh, let me put it to rest. Like I would have never just married somebody for the sake of marrying them. Um, and I don't think any of my friends would have let me do that if they felt that I was 
with somebody that was out of alignment for me to be with. Like I think yeah. there would have been like a, a bit of an uproar from both the East Coast and the West Coast at the same time. <laughs> and I would have been like, okay, maybe I should pay attention. Um, and I think it would have been more likely for me to go start having gay experiences than marry the wrong one. Like I just like, right, fuck it, <laughs> I'll be gay now and just see how that works out because this one thing's not not checking in for me. Um, but like I, I, you know, for people who actually know like the deep story, like I actually had a very deep feeling like I like I wanted to say I knew but that sounds really egotistical like going seven months before I met my wife I got a hit down in not, not even five months before I met my wife down in Colombia I got this hit I started feeling this other person and I the moment I started feeling it I told you I'm like I can feel my wife I'd had this whole write-up I did on it and I said I'm gonna meet her before my, my birthday like that was what came through ironically like I met her within about 45 days but then didn't recognize it for another like six months. Like we were kind of uh, in each other's circle. Um, and for anybody who's like on this thing, you know, on that ride, just so you know, when I met my wife, I thought she was spectacular. But the first thing I said to her was, I said, hey, I'm like, you're really great. You're going to make someone super happy one day. Uh, but that person's not me. Um, I said, we can hang out. But like, I'm wait. I basically told her I'm waiting for my wife. I told my wife that I was waiting for my wife. That's basically what happened. Um, <laughs> And and then for like six months we like hovered around each other. And but she's like, kind of said the same thing to you. So same thing it? to me. Yeah, same thing to me. And then like so one day like me and Mandy should tell our 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 story because it's it's so riddled with synchronicity and like angels just laughing hysterically at the two humans who can't figure out what the hell's in front of them. <laughs> and like all these like events that actually had to be put in place because when we were like hey we're done like something would happen to like continue the process. Um, that it was completely outside of our control to the point where I really feel like I could have been anywhere at any time doing anything I wanted to. And I would have ended up with this person. It was like that synchronistic. So one day we will tell that story. Um, you asked me like what the biggest um, shift was. Yeah. What was what were the big shifts for you? Like around being a parent, getting married. I think what I've noticed about parenting in the first year and, and so a few things number one i'm super grateful i didn't have a kid when i was 25 very grateful to have him at 35 um because i know and i'm sure this is probably true for you now and you can correct me if i'm wrong like even as aware as you were uh, as a parent even eight years ago your level of awareness is like exponentially increased right so you know like that your kids already have some of these programs that you are running that you are like Oopsie, <laughs> oopsie on that one, and that. But at least you, you know, you have uh, the wherewithal to correct it. Also, way before they're like teenagers and adults and stuff like that. Not correct it, but you know, at least give them insight and and tools for like looking at it and seeing, hey, is that you know the type of person you want to become? And do you understand that this is what you're creating? So from that perspective, I'm very grateful. I feel like I'm I'm not going to pass on some of my call it more negative or shadowy traits, um, at least to that degree. And we'll see, right? Like. I'm already seeing the genes play a pretty, pretty uh, incredible role. Like, um, for anybody who knows me well, you know, like I pacify my time uh, by twisting my hair like this and creating little unicorns uh, all over my head. My wife um, and I regularly make fun of that that's how I get signals from the other side. Uh, And my son does that already. He drinks milk and plays with his hair. And I didn't teach him that. So, where the hell did that come from? Right. but like, here's, here's some of the biggest surprises. Like this year, ever since he's been born, he's about nine and a half months while we're having this conversation. Um, I can feel how there's like layers to the ego, like the selfish part of the ego that, that have to get shed and how I continue to hit, especially in moments of like, 
uh, too much overwhelm, stress, anxiety, tiredness, where like the ego like flares up really bad and is like, I need some me, like something for me right now. And and every time that happens, it's like this next layer that gets shed of like um, adding less selfishness to my life and and seeing the world in like kind of a more cohesive thing and how we all uh, contribute and, and work together um in like an energetic sense so that's that's been a really big surprise the i think the biggest surprise was feeling uh pain and fear for my son the first time like it was like a a new feeling in the body like if you've taken a substance and you're like oh this is the first time i've yeah to five to five dimensional space like the first time i saw my son get hurt uh the pain that was in my body like i hadn't felt that pain before that was a new kind of pain and i remember thinking like holy crap that's uh that's a new thing Oh yeah, and, and on a love front, it's the same thing. You know, it's like a love like you've never experienced before, but also a pain and fear you've never experienced before. Yeah, I, it was so interesting. I was having a conversation. We were at someone's house this weekend, and uh, they have a son who is, I believe, sixteen. I think they have one sixteen, maybe one like eleven or twelve. And um, me and the mom were talking, and I said, you know. I've had this notion where like, I know at some point my kids are going to be there (laughs) and I have this like voice inside my head that just keeps saying like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for like when they become teenagers and and do that stuff. And then we kind of chuckled and we're like, but you're never ready. Like there's never a point in the entire developmental process of a child that you're ready. So like, I don't, you know, 25, 35, it doesn't really matter. I look at us today and obviously Fanny and I have done a lot of work and, you know, we share a lot of things with our kids and this and that. And it's like, man, there are so many moments where I feel like we got this. And there are so many other moments where I'm like, we don't got this at all. And it just, I think that's kind of the beauty is like just being okay with that. We don't got this that you don't go into beating yourself up, making yourself wrong, getting more agitated, getting more upset, but just realizing that like that being is evolving at light speed. It's like, like, I mean, babies, it's, it's light speed. It's just, it's whatever you're playing catch up constantly. You're never ahead of it. You net like, there's no amount of preparedness to get you to it. And we'll go through times where it's just like super, super easy and flowy. And then times where it just like, we'll look at each other. We're like, wow. I, yeah. we just at a loss. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I can think of really any example where I was adequately prepared for what life had in store for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the exact quote and I'm butchering it for sure, but it's like life gives you the test before it ever tells you what the homework is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you're just in the middle of the test already. And then you're like, Oh, okay. But once it's there, you're like, okay, cool. Like if that's what I'm facing now, I can resource myself, start learning a little bit about this, feel more confident. But, you know, here's the reality. Humans are extremely adaptable uh, if you choose to be. You can be super yeah, adaptable. I took the words out of my mouth. If you, you, choose, know, if you choose to be. be. And even if you're not, like to some degree, you're still adaptable. Um, and I think that's a conversation, energetics, how you approach life. Um, kids adapt really quick. But uh, me personally, I mean, I can only speak for me. I'm a very adaptable creature. You put me in any environment, I'll figure it out. And I might be really scared when I first get there. I might be really unsure when I first get there. But I know you give me a few reps and then like... Rep two, rep three, I'm already like, okay, cool. This is not nearly as difficult as I thought. And that's been like the a huge common denominator in my life. It's like it's never as difficult as I as the mind perceives it to be. 
but once implemented, it's the same thing. Like I mentioned it on the podcast a few times. Like I'm taking uh, voice lessons right now. Huge edge for me. Very very scary. And I've taken two voice lessons total so far since you know since since starting. I feel way more competent, uh, mm. almost confident in my voice to a degree where I've, I find myself singing like out loud all the time now. And all it was was somebody gave me a, a little bit of structure on. And, and here's the thing: not like here's how you do it. It's more like here's what you pay attention to that you haven't been paying attention to your whole life. Yeah how you use your body like an instrument to breathe, how air moves, um, how to create resonance frequency in the body. And I'm like, that's cool because like in everything else, when you learn tennis and someone teaches you, you got to change the grip a little bit. You're like, cool, I want to hit a thousand balls this way to get good at it now. So when someone teaches you how to breathe and use your voice in a particular way, it's the same thing. You're like, cool, I can start doing reps and getting and getting fundamentally better where I can measure something about what I'm doing and feel better about it. And there are times just like when you hit a ball where you hit it right in the center and it has that great, beautiful pop and other times where it bounces and things off the side. And so it's like just having awareness it immediately creates a game. But singing is a really fun thing because it's like, wh- where can you not sing? It's like yeah. you can just walk around your house and breathe and sing and do all these little exercises. So it's giving me like a different focus. And I'm like, something I've been deathly afraid of for 30 years of my life. And I invested two hours total and the reduction in stress in my body um, certain things that now I I'm aiming to do within the next few months about like even performing or stuff like that, things I would have never thought of and like such a small investment to just step beyond what you think is possible. Right. So I feel like that lesson has shown up in my life over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, you know, to a degree uh, for anybody who's been following our work for a while, you know, that we're like, Hey, what are you afraid of? Go do that yeah. first. Yeah. Hello, my favorite listener. That's you. I wanted to share with you some of the amazing results and breakthroughs your fellow Satorians are experiencing as we speak from being in the collective with us. So if you haven't heard about the collective or what you're missing out, check this out. So Amanda writes, a couple of years ago, I was destitute, living back with my parents at 36. I'd lost my job, was overcome with chronic illness and a strong victim mindset, and I was totally stuck. Through the influence of your training, I'm enjoying a much more fulfilling life. I've moved back home gotten a great job, taken control of my health, and even bought the car I've always wanted. I'm ready to go even further into my awakening and manifest the life I truly deserve. I couldn't be happier to be part of this tribe of amazing human beings. Robin said to us, thank you. Since March, I've started meditating every day. I've lost 27 pounds. I've resigned from a job that I hated but stuck with because of the money, and I've already received three new job offers and even taken one of them that is paying more and I'm much happier. Plus, my relationship with my husband is flourishing too. Thank you. And Paul writes, after talking to my daughter, I now know that I feel relieved and much lighter because of it. Thank you again for everything. You guys have changed my life. I feel like I've come farther in the last few weeks than I have in the last few years. I'm so grateful for your help and support. I love you guys. Look, I know this podcast adds tremendous value to your life. My suggestion is head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and jump headfirst into the collective. After all, it's only a $9 a month investment and you'll get access to Guy and I in a whole new way. You'll learn some of the most cutting edge technology that we share with our best clients, but we can't really share here on the podcast. Imagine you and us interacting with each other live every two weeks for just $9. It's incredible as you've seen before. 
So if you're wanting breakthrough results in your life quickly, head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and begin to deepen your journey as a Satorian today. Well, you actually took this in a perfect direction. So, you know, one of the things that we've obviously been working on personally and now with our clients a lot more is this whole introducing safety, what we call safety into the system, well-being into the system. And when we're talking about the system, we're kind of talking about like the nervous system, subtle body energy system that people are just not aware of. Um, And obviously having a kid, like you said, you experience uh, fear in a way that you've never had access to experience it before. Also being in a, in a partnership with somebody I'd love to hear, cause I know you've done so much work on this, whether it's around our business or the kid or Mandy or, you know, friends, like just share a little bit about what that process has been like for you. Cause I know this year was a big year of like really, really diving in and tapping into that. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of approach it from a logic point of view and then, um, you know, without getting into too much of the, the house about it, uh, but like what's really shifted for me certainly over the last three years, but definitely more so than ever this year is I have a, a really high charge system. So for me, it's like, if I get upset, I, you know, we've had a, a joke in our family for, for many years that I'm the, you know, some people have like a fuse that gets lit before they get angry. Like I, I just don't have a fuse. Like I'm perfectly fine. And then I'm just really not. And that not having that gap has always been very troubling to me. Like it's not something I enjoyed going from like zero to hundred or from hundred to zero with my emotions. Cause it's a, a really big swing. It's very sudden. And it seems like it comes out of nowhere. The reality is there's like a, a buildup in my system like that. I wasn't even paying attention to. So it's like, I didn't have the almost the wherewithal to know. It's like, I knew, but I didn't know. I don't quite know how to explain that, but it was just like, like well, I would get, it's kind of like, you know, the way that I see it is, most people are seeing kind of like what's above the water, right? So it's like all the energy comes up. And then even with all the mindset work is you started to become aware that you're having like upset before you didn't have any awareness. Then it was like someone made you aware, okay, I'm having thoughts before I get really reactive. I'm having thoughts that I'm frustrated or angry. But really, like if we're looking at the map as we know it today, that might be like level 10. And I think what we've both worked on to get access to is like, what is that finding that first link in the chain mm-hmm. that gets set off and then step two step. So we've kind of worked our way backwards from like 10 back to nine, eight, seven, six, you know, maybe we're like at five or four right now. I'm sure there's many, many other subtle things that we're going to find through, but yeah, it just, it feels like now we're seeing where the fuse gets lit where before we saw like the end of the fuse, like before you didn't have a fuse, then you saw the end of the fuse. Now you're kind of like seeing farther and farther down that line. Yeah. You know, it's all about reactivity, right? Like the reactivity is what most of us get, get drawn into. Here's the thing. Like, I, I don't think I was completely unaware. It was just like, I was aware in one way. And what I, what was informing me was like, I knew I was upset inside, but then something would come like a part. Uh, it's what we call like parts work. A part would come and it would say, like, I got this. We can manage this. Like, you don't have to display this. 
and that would be like the first hit in the system. So I would be like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm not going to get too upset about this. Yeah. And then like another thing would happen and be a little bit more upset in my system. And then it's like, no, no, I still got this. And then like the third thing would hit. And at that point it's like, it's already boiled over because I, I wasn't really dealing with what was happening in my system. So now, you know, certainly with, um, something I find just crazy, ironic, and I don't understand this logic now is people who are in partnership that is not working out or is toxic or is failing. And their thought is let's have a baby to save the relationship. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that is the, one of the craziest things I've ever heard now. I'm like, cause uh, from my perspective, having a child will magnify and put pressure on everything in the relationship that's not working or, or, or the smallest things, even if it's like not, not, not working, but like where there's stress, things that you're not talking about, you know, like little cracks will turn into like a cavern super quickly. Cause when you're exhausted, when you're when you haven't slept for a few days or stuff like that, like your selfish parts come online really bad. Cause they're trying to create safety. They're trying to bring balance back into the system. And it's like, you almost can't help that. So it's like in those moments, all that stuff comes to the surface. And I'm like, how does anybody think this is going to help their marriage? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it, it can, if you use it as a tool to leverage and say, Hey, these are the things we get to work on. But if there's no communication, if there's no trust in the relationship, it's going to just tear you guys apart. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people do experience that. But there's only one place that I've seen it actually work in that way is when, when, the stress in the relationship that's being tested is due to the, to do a couple not being able to have a child. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. and they're going through like IVF and all that stuff. It, it, there's like a lot of struggle around not having a child. And then when they do have, it's like the most blissful, happy thing ever. Cause it's like, sure. Oh my God, we reached the, the top of this mountain. But I agree with you. Other than that, mom used to say, or told me when we had shy for the first time, when we had shy for the first time, then, <laughs> uh, then we had shy again and again. For the second um, time and the third time, it really worked out. Yeah. Um, she said, you know, like when you're just a couple, you're a couple, but when you have a baby, it's like, uh, what's it called? Mortar. Like the stuff that like locks mm. in the foundation. She's like, it, that's so before it's like stones that you're, but the, the baby's kind of like that mortar. But I get it. If like there's yeah. stress in the foundation and you're trying to put that stuff through, it's just going to actually crack all of it. So yeah, yeah that's, that seems like madness to me. And and mom never told me that. But I I thought the moment we had we knew we were pregnant. Um, part of why I knew I was with the right person immediately, and I already knew that. But it like solidified that for me. Is like I didn't have any worry or stress. I couldn't imagine a, a better person to have a child with. I couldn't imagine a better mother for my child. So I was immediately like that. And I think. I've told this to a few friends. I'm like, if you get pregnant and you're scared, I'm like, it's scary, right? Like there's this thing coming that you don't know, but if you're with the right person, like, you know, you're going to be supported. Like that's a good indicator of like, you may want to have a conversation, you know, before you go down this path. But the reality is like, you know, marriage is a man-made thing. You're giving your word to something and energetically tying yourself. And I'm sure there are, you know, there's a spiritual aspect to it too, of course. Um, however, like having a baby with somebody, regardless of what you choose to be together, whether you choose to be divorced or somebody passes, like there is this thing now that ties you together for the rest Forever. of your, for your life. So it really does um, amplify everything. Um, so how have you dealt with not when you're dealing with not feeling safe, whether it's around your child or business? Man, yeah. What what have been some of your practices? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, finding balance is probably the biggest challenge after having a child again because of, uh, you know, the the lack of time, lack of sleep. Um, now, what I find is I'm so much more um, 
comfortable with discomfort in my own system and not running away from it and actually not not trying to manage it. I spent yeah. 30, I spent 35 almost 35 years trying to manage the discomfort in my body instead of becoming more intimate with my body. And conceptually I understood that for quite some time. I had never been uh, gotten enough reflection or practice within my own energetic body. So it's like now when something hits my system, even though there might be upset like mentally, I don't really deal with the mental upset. I just kind of let that be there. I'm upset. Like I can't change that. You know, I always tell my students or our students now, I'm like, if you're angry and I'm like, stop being angry. I'm like, good fucking luck managing your emotions. Like they're, they're off to the races. Like they're going to do their <laughs> thing. So you're either going to like get in, you know, get intimate with them and be like, okay, cool. It's safe to feel. And then, but everything now seems like an opportunity. So every time I'm like, there's an upset with my wife or something happening with the kid that seems out of, like out of control for me, not like it's out of control, but like not within my control. Um, and something in my system gets triggered that what switched is like this positive thing. That's like, Oh, what a great opportunity to see this part in my system. I can drop in. And really the biggest difference is like energy is metabolizing through my system so much more rapidly. So things that I remember, like uh, even between me and you, like things would happen in the business or, you know, you would make a curt remark or kind of check out, like do your programs. And like for my system, it's like, like what a hit. Like Somebody just smashed me in here. And I would, have so much discomfort and how much energy was in my body. And it was almost like I didn't know what to do with it. So I would just be sitting here like waiting for it to kind of do its thing and like move out. But that could have been days, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes lifetimes worth of things I was holding on to. And now I'm regularly surprised like a few minutes will pass and I'm like homeostasis. I'm back in homeostasis. You know, and, and granted, sometimes it's half an hour, sometimes an hour or whatever it might be, but like there there seems to be like a release valve in my system that lets it go. And unless really it's something big, it's usually a matter of minutes now before I'm like kind of back in my alignment, so to speak, and, and can speak from that place, can take responsibility if I needed to, or have a conversation from. And honestly, the biggest thing I've seen recently that's changed is how I ask questions or make a request. Because a lot of my requests in the past came from they're doing this wrong and they got to change it. You know, mm-hmm. it's always been that way in our family, right? It's like you ask a request, but it's almost like, like almost mean. And from like a uh, place of uh, I'm right, you're wrong or yeah. something like that, you know, like uh, because of, of a lot of rigid, rigid structures. And now like I can feel that like way back here. I'm like, oh, I need to ask a question or I need to ask for support. And I can feel the anger that's there. So I actually won't ask the question until I've settled back down in my system and I, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask the question, but it's going to be from alignment too. So it's not mm. even like action, any, like not just action I put outwardly, but even requests that has changed. And same thing when I write somebody a message, like if they say something, I'm like, ah, I don't really like that. Yeah, I won't respond from it. I can really see how out of alignment creates more stress in my life. And I'm committed to as little as possible. Like people ask me, what's your birthday wish just this year? And I said, I want less. Not like I want less things or anything like that. I'm like, I want less work. I want more, you know, like any less, like to me, suddenly like less equals more. And I mean, like less actually leads to more. I've, I've regularly now put into practice. Like if I don't do what happens now, I want to give a caveat to this. I don't think anybody could sit around, do nothing and have things happen because most people will sit around and all they'll feel is scarce fear and all their old programs coming back telling them that they have to do shit, but they're going to like use willpower to sit around and do nothing. And because of that, like some things might happen, but they probably won't happen as much. Um, Like now I'm like, 
it really is intriguing and, and it's going to carry into this year. And like, a, I think even a more broader way for us, it's like, what does just being an energetic alignment do for a life? So for me, it's like, if you're in alignment, everything that's supposed to be happening within that alignment is going to happen, whether you move a muscle or not, just like with meeting my wife, like I truly believe that was such an aligned relationship that it's like, it would just was going to happen. didn't matter what. And with our business, I'm seeing the same thing. Like we've had probably the most growth in our business in the last six months. We've done less. We've uh, quartered our marketing budget. We're not trying to build and make things happen all the time. People are coming out of the woodwork as far as clients, people we get to connect with, strategic partnerships, like all that is happening. And the reality is because I've had a baby um, and since June, I've had nothing but physical problems in terms of my well-being, with my body, with vertigo, with getting sick. And every single time I'm like, oh, I'm still doing too much. My body is literally trying to put the brake, like pump the brakes and be like, stop. So something, and uh, this will be the last thing I say, at least for this part, is like I've had to make a distinction or I've gotten to make a distinction between sleep and rest in a really interesting way. So now when I sleep, I'm not always rested. And when I'm resting, I'm not always sleeping. But like, I can just tell like my body's like, it's time to rest. And my entire life, right? This is so dad. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, okay, cool. Let's run around. Um, oh, I lost my arm. I'm bleeding, but I'm still breathing. Let's fucking keep doing this thing. Suddenly I'm like, oh shit, my arm's on the ground. I should probably rest up a little bit. And and it seems like every time I rest, the the energy that builds around me is greater than anything I've ever done when I was taking action. And that's just been a complete 180 from how I was operating before. Yeah. You, you brought up something and you remind me of a, a woman just posted in our group. Um, but about allowing that energy to process and not resisting. It. And I think this is where a lot of people kind of get into problems is they feel something. They don't know that they're feeling something. It feels uncomfortable. They're feeling some sort of level of pain or discomfort that discomfort then gets translated into the mind of I shouldn't be feeling this and this doesn't feel good. And then they, they run around and start to take action. And what you end up starting to see is that as you're running around taking action from that place of trying to avoid that pain or that sensation, you're actually creating a lot more of it and a lot more resistance. So it's like you just keep in a loop. And a woman posted in our, um, if you guys aren't in it and listening, in our personal development without the fluff group, um, there's just an amazing community to tap into if you want to have more of these engaged conversations with a community. But she had posted how um, she listened to one of our collective calls and um, afterwards had like the next day had to go to the doctor. So she got there 15 minutes early, which she doesn't normally do and ended up running into this woman in the parking lot. Um, and this older woman couldn't find where the doctor was. So she just felt like divinely called to help this woman. So she drives this woman to the doctor, gets her appointment early, et cetera, et cetera. And at the appointment, she's like, oh my God, I did my, you know, amazing, good task for the day. She gets to the appointment and they tell her that, um, insurance isn't going to cover her procedure. So she got this like huge, like, you know, gut shot after doing this amazing thing and, drove home and was obviously super disappointed and then did this meditation that guy has recently released, which we'll talk about in just a second. But she did this meditation, which basically allows you to do what guy was talking about, that instead of living from that misaligned place and running around, it allows you to accept and feel through what's happening in the system without having to try to understand it or move it or manipulate it. You just kind of like become this aware observer. 
And uh, she went to bed and she woke up and got a phone call that all the medical stuff was fully taken care of. That She could come back in and the insurance will cover everything. She didn't do a goddamn thing. Not a thing. She didn't mm-hmm. call their insurance company. She, she was like, I am not in a state where I want to deal with this. And then went did that meditation and like just fell back into this place of I'm supported, I'm supported, I'm supported instead of the world's against me. And it all just worked out. And I continuously find myself laughing at how life works out for you when you get the fuck out of the way. And um, so, yeah, anyway, that meditation, just if if anyone's listening and want to check it out, if you go to satoriprime.com forward slash meditate, satoriprime.com forward slash meditate, we have gotten insane rave reviews about this meditation. Like to the point where people are saying it's changed their relationship with their kids without having to have any communication about it. Um, Opportunities at work, just showing up, money coming through, like this is the work that Guy and I have been doing and we we're trying to figure out how to share this with someone and, and it's, it's, it's work that really gets to be done in, in a connection with someone, but this is just, it, it's been super powerful and people are getting amazing results from it. So I think, I think we get to get past the point where we think like energetics is mumbo jumbo. Um, yeah. Cause like quantum physics, uh, epigenetics, all these things have informed science that this stuff could not be more real, uh, more real entanglement. So I can tell you that when you put together a piece of artwork or you go see a movie, um, something that that you know like makes you feel something. You like how many people are moved by a star is born, right? And then you listen to like Bradley Cooper talk about it, and you can tell it was like a like so much passion went into imbuing that movie that when you watch the movie, that passion is imbued through from the actors and from the staff. And and anytime you watch a movie, like when the Oscars, and then everyone comes up on stage, you realize this was like a cohesive family that fell in love with the project they were working on. And even if you didn't like the movie, there was some energy imbued in the movie that, that rose it above everything else. It It was a love project. It was a love project. So, you know, with art, this is really easy to experience today i I could not believe in that more and i could tell you that beyond the meditation the energy that's imbued and the intention that's imbued is part of the medicine of it and here's the beautiful part you don't need to understand yeah you need to go there and be like why is this working just know that if you practice what's in that meditation it just does work um purely from the energetic point of view and then it'll give you something that you can focus on um within yourself that will allow for the things that we're talking about here, like this uprising within your system and then training you over time, how to actually metabolize energy in real time and bring you back into a cohesive alignment so that you can start uh, spending or investing more of your time throughout each and every day in your relationships with your health, with your loved ones, with how you're participating in uh, bringing wealth or abundance into your life, that all of that stuff is happening in alignment. Like Elon mentioned, energy begets energy. And if you're doing things from scarcity and fear, what you're acting upon, the very scenario will probably create more scarcity and fear in your life and you'll loop into it. And what what people like what Elon just mentioned are starting to experience is, is that there is always a divine force to everything that's happening to you, whether it's something that you love or something that's causing discomfort in your life. But if you start seeing the perfection in it, like, oh, my insurance wasn't accepted here, there is a reason for that. 
there's just something was, was not supposed to happen in that moment. If you're getting, uh, somebody cuts you off and slows you down. I used to get so upset about stuff like that. Now I'm like, they're saving me for something. If I would have gotten there faster, something would have happened. Maybe a policeman pulls me over. Maybe I would have gotten um, put into a situation where my life would have been in peril. So now when somebody drives slow in front of me, I'm like, thanks for reminding me to slow down. You know, like that, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm like, thanks God for putting this person here. I realized I wasn't supposed to get there at that time. I'm supposed to get there when I get there because this person's here. And that happens so regularly now where I'm like, cool. And, and so what I, what I look for is like all these little conscious awareness reminders that are being shown to me. And, and every time, every time now there's upset in my system, what I've practiced is thank you first, like thanking whatever divine force is, is informing this thing right here. And I'm like, I know something better is about to come. And I open my system up. I open my eyes up, I open my ears up. I'm like, what is that thing? Um, and that has proven to be one of the most uh, truthful things that has ever happened in my life to date. Yeah. So what's, what's the big thing that you're working on for this year? Yeah. Like I said, like doing a lot less, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, how, you know, how, how far, how courageous am I willing to live in alignment? Um, how, how much am I willing to act on, uh, just joyful, creative things? And that's been a work in progress for a few years now. Um, but like the things that I think are like on the cusp for me the most, Mandy and I are basically joining our first mystery school uh, and we're spending two years um, working on that. What that means is like deepening a lot of the work that we're talking about here. Um, personally, I've never seen anything accelerate transformation the way that we are today with our clients. And that just means like sitting in a lot of frequencies and uh, playing with a lot of energetics and stuff like that and, and really allowing for like mystical gifts to begin expressing themselves. I think we all have it. Um, but just like an autoimmune disease that many people have, people don't realize when you start experiencing autoimmune disease, like this disease was in the body and your, your immune system may have for a period of time been strong enough to ward off any disease. But the moment you get into a weakened state, the disease ex expresses itself. I feel like our gifts are the same way. They're just there, but we've been managing ourselves in a way that literally does not allow for the gifts to express themselves because we're trying so hard to make it happen. Yeah. And when it comes to mystical or energetic gifts, it's like, it's the exact opposite. It's like, can you live in, in integrity, in alignment with yourself and then put no effort, you know, really in like the hard work effort type of sense to try to make them happen. And they seem to come online. So um, I'm super, super interested in uh, energetic gifts and allowing for them to come through. And that's been, again, like process for a few years with like a, uh, uh, medicine work and shamanic work and stuff like that. But like, this is the first time I feel like we found a way to approach that without putting something in, like some kind of substance into the system. And that excites me. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, I get to go and have a conversation with, uh, one of our amazing people, uh, here in the next couple of minutes. So I just want to, uh, wish you an amazing year and one filled with many, many more growth opportunities where you just get to kind of deepen all these practices and learn more about yourself and your son and your wife and your brother and your parents and all those around you. Uh, and that made these gifts really come online because I know the, the biggest want for both of us is just to have these things come online so we can make an even bigger impact uh, with those in our lives. So um, yeah. Happy birthday, bro. 
Oh, uh-huh. and so it is. Oh, uh-huh. and so it is. Uh, by the way, we, we said this last time and, and a few of you actually took the opportunity. So I'm just going to throw it in here again. If, if you're called to have a conversation with us uh, and actually work with us about tapping into these subtle energies and starting to have this release process happen and, and having an experience of that kind of session, they're incredibly powerful. Like inc- I had a guy reach out to me today. We had our call about a month ago and he was just sharing the breakthroughs that were happening in his life. Like his friends pulled him aside and were like, dude, what are you doing? How are you so different? This stuff just works really fast. So if you want to experience that, you can also head to uh, satoriprom.com forward slash talk. Just simple talk. And you can actually schedule yourself a session there. So I'm about to jump on one of those right now with someone. And uh, yeah, love you guys. Love you, bro. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for being a part of our ride. Bye, everybody. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.